0: It is currently the time of Passover, and Jews around the world are remembering the time when Almighty God saved them from the bondage of the Egyptians. It's also a good time for us, I think, to remember God's great deliverance, and to remember that He will soon deliver His people once again. Welcome to the Bible in the News. This is John Billington with you this week. The following words are taken from Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Through the crossing or through the events uh, that then transpired with the Passover, uh, the following flight out of Egypt, and the crossing of the Red Sea, and the complete and final destruction of the Egyptian power at that time, a nation was called out and separated. God's nation, his firstborn natural son, uh, not natural, national, his national son, Uh, Exodus 4, verse 22, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Hosea 11, verse 1, When Israel was a child, then I loved him, and called my son out of Egypt. And as Moses stood on the shore of the Red Sea with the Egyptian army coming behind, he said the following words taken from Exodus chapter 14, uh, and this is verse 13 and 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. An incredible scene that then unfolds as the walls of water come crashing down on the Egyptians. But it's important to notice it was God who would fight for his people. It was God who when that um, the Egyptians stood up against. And from here on, God would be known as the Lord thy God and, and known to his own people, the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. This is God's character. He is a savior to his people. And ultimately, he would give his natural firstborn son for his people. Therefore, his name was Jesus, or Yehoshua, meaning Yah shall save. And you can see that in Matthew 1 and verse 21. And the events of the Exodus sent shockwaves through the world at that time. But the Israelites were not yet ready to enter and possess the promised land. God had taken the children of Israel out of Egypt, but in many, the ways of Egypt were still in them. There were many trials and difficulties, and much to be learnt before God would bring his people into the promised land under the hand of Joshua. And it's the same with us. How, how easy is it to take somebody technically out of a village or out of the world or out of the area they've come from, but then for them to leave that all behind entirely It's extremely difficult, and so too with a nation as it was as God led them through the wilderness. It took time. It took trials. It took much for God to refine that nation. And so too in modern times, God is preparing his people so that they may be ready to truly enter into the promised land. And the character of a person is shaped by what they go through in their life, as I was saying. And it's the same with nations, and most certainly with the nation of Israel. Already what the children of Israel have gone through, even in the last 150 years, is so incredible, it blows your mind. It, was, it is extremely, I think, well worth taking the time to read the stories of the clandestine immigration of the Jewish people uh, as they go back. It's uh, pre-World War II and after World War II, and they epically struggle to get back to the Promised Land. The stories of the boat, the Exodus, and the many other boats that went with them, it was an incredible time, as the British did everything in their power to stop, really, the hand of God, and of course they failed. But if you're not much of a reader, then start with the movie *The Long Way Home*. It is it's it's an incredible it's an incredible uh, one to see on this on this front or sorry on this um, uh, topic. There you go. Sometimes words are uh, not as easy to find. But I firmly believe that the story of the Jews coming out of the ashes of the Holocaust and their journey back home is one of the greatest testaments to the unseen hand of our Almighty God as He works in the world today, as He remembers the promises that He made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and the prophets, and He's slowly bringing them to pass. The following words from Jeremiah will have a great fulfillment in the future. But I don't think we should miss what God has already done. And I think these wor- the, the words how, that uh, we're going to read can already be applicable to what has, what has happened. It's Jeremiah 16 and verse 14 and 15. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands whither he had driven them, and I will bring them back again into their uh, into their land that I gave unto their fathers. And the stories I, I can't under I can't you know make this sound uh, bigger than it is because the stories were incredible of the Of the different Jewish peoples from Russia, from Yemen, uh, obviously the ones struggling to get out of Europe and everything that happened at uh, that time, but even tribes lost down in Ethiopia in different places and and, and the ones that went to find them uh, this the stories are truly incredible, but trials come in many different ways in our own lives, and today for Israel, it seems like it 's the trials of terrorism. Uh, at this point, anyway. And this past Monday in Jerusalem, a man climbed into the back of bus number 12 that was traveling through the Telpoit, however you say it, Telpoit, industrial area. He goes to the back of the bus, and there explodes a bomb near the bus's fuel tanks, and with such an inferno that all that was left of bus number 12 was a skeleton, and with such heat another bus and a nearby car Uh, also in turn met the same fate. Incredibly, the only person to die in this case was the suicide bomber himself. However, a further 20 were injured, including children. And I've said this before on this program, and maybe others have as well, but we sit in places like Canada, where I am now, and it's extremely hard to relate when things are relatively, uh, well, extremely, in comparison, peaceful. Um, thousands of miles away, you know, th- the Jewish people are going through these struggles and these trials uh, in this land. It can be hard to to feel an affinity and understand what they're going through. But I think we should try. I think we we really should try to uh, read the news reports and try to understand what's going on, so that we can uh, feel feel a little closer uh, to them in this way. And this way, and this week, I received a letter from the. Shiloh Israel Children's Fund that they sent out to a number of people, uh, but I'm going to read some of it to you. Dear friends, it starts, uh, When terror strikes daily, everyone is traumatized, especially the children. Across from the, uh, across from the valley, from my home is Sh- uh, Shiloh, or as they say, Shiloh, is a hilltop community known as Heovel, where the mountain air is fresh and children generally are outside playing but usually not at 5.30 a.m. That is the time at which two Muslim terrorists, armed with knives and clubs, infiltrated the community last week, shortly thereafter attacking a young father named, uh, I would say, Roy, R-O-I, Roy, at the entrance uh, to his home. They stabbed Roy and pounded his body as they sought to enter his home to assault his wife and five children. But he bravely fought them off and slammed the door shut while his wife called the security forces, who soon rushed to the scene and cordoned off the area. This happened two weeks ago as the children were awakening to what should have been a routine day in in an admittedly not so routine place. Children here often have their innocence and playful nature, rudely uh, disturbed by terrorist attacks that remind them that we have ruthless terrorists planning attacks, walking distance from our homes. After the morning attack, our emergency trauma te- team immediately went into full operational mode to prepare for the eventual arrival of the Haleville children to their schools on our educational therapeutic campus in central Shiloh. By the time the morning was finished, close to 2,000 children had been treated and counseled because when ter- terror strikes, everyone is traumatized. Post-trauma stress disorder is a serious challenge here in Israel, and we are constantly working to improve and expand our comprehensive Shiloh Israel Children's Fund network of therapeutic programs. Aside from the emergency team of psychologists, social workers, and educational staff, we are proud of our programs that use music, arts, uh, art, animal, and multisensory safe room therapies to heal trauma. I am also proud to announce the establishment of the first high school in Shiloh, since biblical times. Until our new campus is built, the school will be set up in temporary quarters in the upper neighborhood of Shiloh, starting with a, found, a founding class of ninth grade students. The project is the first major step in the fulfillment of a vision, to have a local school for the older children of the Shiloh region. This will reduce the need to travel on dangerous roads and will also strengthen the parent children and parent teacher relationships through all and, and that's the uh, and he, he there's a there's more there's a few more paragraphs but I think that gives us uh, that gives us the idea at least that I wanted to uh, to share and through all of the terror that happens the jewish population of judea and samaria or as they as uh, the world calls it the west bank continues to grow and as we read We now have the first high school being built in Shiloh. Through the the inspiration of God, the Apostle Paul tells us that the children of Israel are beloved for the Father's sakes. And supporting God's people through the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund couldn't be more timely. The Fund helps heal the trauma of terrorism in the lives of innocent children in the heartland of Israel who have lost loved ones or witnessed the horror of terrorism firsthand. And over the last while, if you've been watching the news for, I'm not sure how long, months now, there's been horrid terror attacks uh, time and time again, and it was, I think, especially bad in the fall. But um, the number of children that will have been affected would would be huge. And David Rubin, the author of that letter, writes of the new high school in Shiloh, but the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund's projects include much more than just that. And the following, uh, which I took from their website, um, gives you a good scope of what they do. And actually, Dave Billington, that does the Bible in the News sometimes, and uh, also Paul, uh, actually had the opportunity to visit uh, the uh, Shiloh Israel Children's Fund and the and the uh, not the not the fund, but their schools, and uh, and see some of this firsthand. But they uh they do uh, they make uh, children's playgrounds biblical parks and gardens post trauma treatment programs aid to the educational heritage projects for children toys for kindergartens and nurseries summer camps for children of traumatized communities assistance for hands-on and therapeutic learning programs scholarship funds for terror victims and direct aid to orphans and widows uh, and you can find complete information and donate and help out at uh, ShiloIsraelChildren.org. That's uh, www.ShiloIsraelChildren.org. And I actually think it's exciting to be able to assist in furthering the development of the Jewish people on the mountains of Israel, right in the heartland. Uh, as, as especially when we, uh, if you look at the pro- at the prophecies and where and where God. Said that the people would return too. The mountains of Israel is the heart of of uh, of what's happening, and we can support it even if it's only uh, money at this point. It is it is exciting. Well, we started uh, we started by talking about the Passover and the children of Israel coming out of Egypt with the great deliverance at the Red Sea, and as the new nation stood the next morning, looking at the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the shore. They had time to take in the greatness of their God. And it's recorded in Exodus chapter 15 that Moses and the children of Israel sang a song to God. And the words of the song take on an even greater meaning when we come to the book of Revelation chapter 15 and verse 3. And we see them being sung once more by those that are victorious over the symbolic beast. As Revelation is a book of sign and symbol, it is a symbolic beast. And the kingdoms of men, Um, and this symbolic beast is the kingdoms of men as seen in the great confederacy of nations in Ezekiel 38 that we often refer to on this program. You can find out more uh, on this. I would turn you to uh, the Bible magazine, volume 20, number 4. It goes through especially the fourth beast of Daniel and in turn the beasts that come out uh, in uh, Revelation. So, and that's Bible magazine, volume 20, number 4. And they, this beast that stands against Christ, um, this, this song, is, the beast is destroyed, but the, this song of Moses is sung, uh, and it will be sung by uh, Christ and the saints, and by, I believe, also uh, their people, the Jewish people. And the following are the words of that song uh, from chapter 15, as I said, of, uh, of uh, Exodus. Exodus. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. And notice that it says there, I will sing unto the Lord. So even in the song itself, there is a future tense that comes out there. And of course, uh, verse 2 here says, The Lord is my strength in song, and the Lord is he who will be, and he would be. Uh, the strength and song in the future as well for his people as this confederation of nations has been destroyed. So uh, verse 2, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them, and they sank to the bottom as a stone. And you can compare that verse with Revelation 18, verse 21. And thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And you can compare that, I think, with uh, Psalm 2. And in the greatness of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sendest, sendest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as in heap, and the, and the depths were congealed uh, in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. Exod- uh, sorry, Ezekiel 38. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind, the sea covered them, and they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises and and doing wonders? Thou stretched out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth thy people, which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. Again, it's going to be so beautiful and fitting in the, uh, in the future, and, God willing, the near future. And the people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed, the mighty men of Moab. Trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thy arm they shall be as still as a stone." Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased again, so fitting, thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made, uh, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established, and again the, the, the rebuilding of the temple, Ezekiel chapter forty and and forward. And verse 18, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. And so really that only can be said, actually, the verse 17 and 18, uh, with the words of forever and ever uh, in the future, in the kingdom, uh, because in the future kingdom, the reestablishment of the kingdom of Israel. Because in the past it wasn't forever. So it, is a, it, it, it had a, a meaning at that point, but a much greater meaning in the future and application. And there certainly will be some difficult times ahead for Israel. But as with the coming out of Egypt, God is shaping his people. And as with the Egyptians, it is the way his people are treated that will bring on his judgments. And look at the words of Joel chapter 3 in verse 1 and 2, and then I will also quote verse 16. Verse 1, For behold, in those days and at that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Verse 16, And the Lord shall also roar out of Zion, and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. In these last days, as we see severe, a severe rise in anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism and anti-Israel, we should support God's work in the heartland of Israel. I really I really think that. Not only can we support organizations like the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, but we should speak up as the words of Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 1. Uh, this I'm quoting actually now from the Revised Standard Version. Uh, And they say, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. When the Lord roars out of Zion for his heritage Israel, without a doubt, we will want to be on the Lord's side. And the time of Passover is a good time to remember that. So as we try and spread the word on this program, should you want to support us, please subscribe actually to the Bible magazine, which is BibleMagazine.com. Links on the Bible and the news page, they're, they're linked back and forth. And if you already get the Bible magazine, then get it for a friend. And if you already get the Bible magazine for a friend, find another friend. And of course, please keep coming back to BibleInTheNews.com, where we do our very best to update you every week on how God's plan is working out in one way or another as we see the day approaching. Thank you.